What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. There'd be a lot of poop in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a six-foot alligator go swinging through the air and slam into a tree. These guys are the scientists of the supernatural, lecturers leaving lessons for inquiring laymen. They are applying the scientific method to a world that baffles science. They are the cryptids of the corn. But who else has big black wings and red eyes? Um, Batman. Oh, Mothman. Oh yeah, Mothman. A great white shark was stolen. Oh, someone stole a shark? I got stuff for you you don't even know about. She's a witch. She turned me into a newt. Who knows? Anything could be possible. Anything could be possible. It's really big. Mm -hmm. Abduction vibes. Holy moly. It sounds like you were abducted. And it just stood up. I mean, it just like kept going and going. And she goes, what the Oh, sorry. You got what now? I am the great and powerful mystery. I am J Clone 47. Ooh, I thought you were going to pick more an angelic number, but okay. 47's pretty angelic. Yeah, it's not as angelic as 48. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. I don't know about that. Because <laughs> it's all about the rules of halves. You take 4 plus 7, that's 11. And you split that in half, that's two ones. And you know what one plus one equals? Four. Objective fun. reality. It's equals five. Remember, math is racist. It equals I just fun. watched that video. All right, welcome math? back to Cryptids of the oh, Corn podcast. That's gosh. a whole different show. Oh, okay. I'm going to buzz through this stuff real fast. Uh, the front of house stuff. Well, but welcome right. back. I'm going to buzz through the front of house stuff. Paramount Magazine. We're affiliates, so if you use the code CORNCREW, uh, we get a kickback from that. You get a you get a discount. We get a kickback. We appreciate it. Please you, use it. You help yeah. us. Help them. Help, help you. Them. Help yeah. us. Help them. Help you. Help us. It all works. All goes around. YouTube. YouTube. Last week, the first documentary of uh, the documentary series premiered on YouTube. Go check it out. Check it out. Leave under comments. the corn YouTube, but it's the lawn chair documentary series. Yes. The voicemail service speaker pipe. If you have a story you want us to share. Uh, please call the voicemail service. If you just want to hang, like say, hey, you guys are doing a good job, or hey, whatever, you know, yeah. use it. That's what it's there for. We're paying money for it. If it doesn't get used, we'll stop paying money for it. Check the description of this episode and click the link below. Yes. Uh, P.O. Box. If you want to send us art, you want to send us books, you want to send us fan mail, anything, it's, anything at all. Uh, if it's anthrax, just please put that on the envelope so yeah. I can hand it to Jay. Let us know. It's P.O. Box number 75. Uh, 80 Ohio 45810. Again, check the links below. Merch. Our summer shirts are out on the merch website. Once again, link is below. It is the Antarctic spider crab chasing me and Jay and the oceanic crocodile with the shoebell storks fighting the orcas trying to save the rich people's ships. So merch. If you'd like merch, just check the description in the box below and click the, the link. <laughs> click the below. link. Oh, click those links. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I've been buying barrels. No, no, let's keep going. Oh, different show. Different let's keep show. Keep going. Get through them. Uh, uh, conferences this weekend. 
Squonkapalooza. Oh, yeah. And we're speakers. I believe we're second up to bat. We're speakers. If you want to see us, see us speak in person, live action. Come out to John's Johnstown. Town, Pennsylvania. August 26th. Took you three months to get it right. Squonkapalooza. Squonkapalooza. It's going to be a ball. Google it. And then the Hocking Hills Bigfoot uh, Conference. Where speakers at? Yep, coming up shortly after. That is the third weekend of September. Yeah, look soon. on our website; it'll be, be up there. Yes, check all this information on our website or in the links below. Uh, our conference, uh, Fourteen Airwaves, a podcast mega conference, first weekend in October. Fifty dollars tickets. It gets you a meet and greet and hang out in a panel on Friday. Gets you a full conference with all this the podcast. Who we got, Jay? There's it's, six it, of us. There's us, Crypts of the Corn. We got Kill the Mockingbirds. We got Uncomfortable. We've got uh, Hollow Skies. We've got The Bump. And we got Appalachian Intelligence. Hey, you remembered everybody. It's, it's, it's a podcasting mega power super conference. With so, a pancake breakfast with on a, Sunday. Yeah, so send you off with a nice pancake breakfast. So, Tickets are below. And then the link also has for the hotel and all that stuff. Yes. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Not too expensive. And then Come see us. What are we ending the year with? We are ending the year with uh, CryptidCon. Woo, and I, it's the weekend before Thanksgiving in November. Yep, November. Yeah, we'll be there all weekend vending, uh, hang out. I, my, CryptidCon's a really favorite one of mine because the, everything is in the—we never have to leave the it's hotel. Fun. Yeah, it's very fun. Like, because the conference center's in the hotel, the bar and the restaurant's in the hotel, and they're not bad priced. No, it's pretty good. So it's—we it's, don't have to leave. The food's fine. We'll give them a better review as that gets closer. I mean, yeah. But CryptidCon. All right. If you're coming to the show, let us know. We like to try to learn faces before. Yeah. Uh, worked at this one a little bit. Yeah. This past one, the Hocking Hills Bigfoot Festival. Oh, yeah. I met a lot of new people out there. New reviews. These are all from Spotify, and they're very short, so I'm going to be quick. Okay. Joe Downs. Chris the Corner is my favorite podcast. I've been listening to every episode, so I wait for new ones to come out. Keep up the great work, guys. You're so entertaining. Thank you, Joe. Uh, thank you. And then the little tadpole, and this is Ash from Australia. She was on our show. Aha. Uh-huh. Hi, you guys were talking about the beagles used for experiments. Then you mentioned then there was what happened with the koalas. That was bad. P.S. I'm Ash from the Living UFO episode. Oh. <laughs> uh, Thank she you, was Ash. asking, I think, what we were talking about with the koalas. It was, he, uh, I think it was the one here in Ohio in the zoo we were talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, yeah. With the molestation of koalas. Yeah, let's not go too further. That is all that. I can say about that. Yeah. Stuff happened at a zoo here locally with koalas. Not good. Somebody used them as a glove. Not good. Let's just move on. Foxy says, uh, this is on the nuclear, the Demon Core episode. Well, that's what you get for messing around with a nuclear cord and a screwdriver to look cool. The only superpower he got was death. Yep. Yes, he melted. Thank you. Roxy, you said? Roxy. Foxy, yeah. Foxy. Foxy. Thank you, Foxy. Ben says, awesome is five stars plus. Woo! And Trobok Oki. This is Bob. I'm 100% sure this is Bob. Okay. Uh, five stars. These guys never disappoint. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Bob. I'm pretty sure it's Bob. Has to be. Uh, Super fan. Yeah. New uh, new Patreon members. We don't have any yet. So Patreon had a little bit of a hiccup this the beginning of this month. Yeah. Any Patreon members listening on to this episode? Yeah. If you're having trouble with your Patreon, just... It was a payment thing got declined. So you have to rejoin if you got kicked off our Patreon. It wasn't us. If you're not seeing Patreon contact, you have to get a hold of Patreon customer support. We got a hold of them on our end, and they said there's nothing they can do on our end. It's an individual Patreon user problem, not a uh, not a channel problem. If that makes sense, right? So please, because uh, I think we got everybody back finally, but it took seriously like two weeks, and people are still having a little bit of issues. 
Uh, but Patreon, so like we do, uh, for depending on the five dollar tier and up, we do the Discord, we do the hangout sessions. Like this month is we showed off the do- er, documentary early, and we did. We're doing. Oh, we're we're cal- decalcifying our pineal glands. Declassifying our pineal glands. So uh, if you'd like to join our Patreon or just check it out, check the description box and click the link below. There you go. All right, that's it. Now. All right, let's get on to our main. Touched by angels. Touched by angels. So we've done some dark ones this season already. Okay. So I thought it'd be good to do a very lighthearted, more positive one. Light. Yes. Okay. Because we talked about the demon core and people melting. Right, yeah, let's just flip it the other way. This the t- bombing this of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Yeah, let's go, a little more po- let's go a little more positive today. You know, this is... I may be an enlightened clone today, so I may enjoy this. Okay. So I just have some angel encounters, or what people say are angel encounters. I got a handful of stories, and then there's a video that me and Jay are going to watch now. I will put in the description below. That is Jay's responsibility. Okay. To remember to put that description, the, the link below, because I think it may show an actual angel. Hmm. There's a lot of goofy ones on YouTube you can find and stuff like that. This one is 100% real, uh, and I think it's really cool evidence. Are you making a note that you have to put this in the description? Indeed, I am. Okay. Ready for the first one? I am ready. Uh, angel signs and encounters from around the world. Angel cloud spotted during driving. A Texas man was driving along Highway 105 in Montgomery, Texas, with his wife, and he noticed a particularly shaped cloud that stood out to him. Danny Frio stopped and snapped a picture. What he believed was a cloud the shape of an angel in the sky. He uploaded the image on Facebook, and it was been shared over 19,000 times. Frio said the sighting was a positive sign that he needed during a time of dread. Hmm. So he was, uh, I believe he lost uh, a family member, I believe it was his mother or yeah. his father. Uh, and he, and it's 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 a picture. The cloud does look like an angel. You can yeah. say whatever you want about it. But yeah, that's the very first one. You know, I think sometimes you do get signs like that. But also I think it could equally be, uh, you know, in times of hardships, you're looking for a sign of like hope or I agree with both. comfort. So your mind kind of, it's like that, what's that called, pareidolia? Yeah, pareidolia. Is that saying that right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the correct word. Uh, finding human faces. Right. Or finding faces and stuff. So I think similar to that, you find uh, maybe a, just a symbol of like comfort or something like that. I can agree with that. I think we'll have a little bit of both on this list. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where you get some of that, where it's just, yeah. But you also have what's uh, real. And we're going to talk about what angels could be or what the angels we're talking about could be today. Right. Yeah. Because I don't think they're all just biblical angels. Hmm. Hmm. There's some paranormal that gets into this. Okay. Okay. Uh, Angel appears on 9-11 photo tribute. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. As a tribute on the uh, the lives lost on 9-11 almost 18 years ago, twin light beams are in the sky in the sunset and sunrise every anniversary. In 2016, Richard McCom- uh, McCormick was in Hoboken, New Jersey. Uh, he was taking photos of the lights from across the Hudson River, and he realized he captured more than just a beam in one of the shots. The image, according to McCormick, is a figure of an angel floating in the night sky. Although some of the sightings say it's just an unusual cloud formation, McCormick told Inside Edition that he believes that it is indeed an angel watching over us. It looks very convincing. Hmm, okay. Uh, So you can look up the McCormick photo. McCormick photo. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. McCormick. McCormick, like probably angel photo would probably Mm -hmm. pop up. It's very famous. Okay. It's extremely famous. Gotcha. It will pop up. Uh, it, It looks fair. Okay. Could be a cloud, but it does look very human-esque figure. 
Pastor experiences angelic encounter that saved his life. Mm. Pastor John, or, uh, yeah, John Boston was driving on Airport Road in Columbus, Ohio. Oh, boy. We were just on Airport Road. Really? Where were we just on Airport Road for? In Columbus, Ohio? Oh, we were going down to the hockey, and that's where we met uh, Emily's parents to drop off the baby. Oh, okay. I'm like, I was just on Airport Road for something. At the uh, Applebee's. Ah. In 2015. There were, uh, so he was in Columbus, Ohio. In 2015, he, had a, he got into a terrible car accident. It sent a uh, live transformer crashing into his car. For, so like a power transformer. Right, yeah. I read it kind of like a... <laughs> like a transformer yeah, I was movie. like, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> uh, Fox 8 Cleveland reported that he was trapped inside a burning car with a melted windshield and the door folded over shut. Boston said he struggled to wake up and open the door and remove him. Uh, Boston said that a stranger, I'm sorry, a stranger woke, awake, or walked up, opened his door, removed him from the car, and took him to safety. The stranger told Boston his name was Johnny, and he had to leave the scene before the first responders arrived because he can't be seen here when they get here. Hmm. He never saw Johnny again. Boston walked away with minor injuries and a strong sense of determination to serve after this miraculous encounter is what strongly believes it was an angel. Yeah. Now, here's kind of our first what I think could be a real angel. Yeah. Uh, so the car is literally, like, you can look up the news report of this. It had a live power transformer shoved through the windshield. The car was electrified and on fire. Okay. The windshield melted from the electricity. Just from the electricity or yeah. from the extreme heat? Uh, no, the oh. electricity. Okay. And the car was just getting to be on fire. It wasn't fully engulfed yet. Okay. The door is completely folded over. And apparently, and there's new, like, this was on the news. Like, they did the whole investigation. The stranger walked up, opened the door, pulled him out, carried him to safety, set him down, said, hey, you're going to be fine. I got to get out of here before anybody shows up. I can't be seen. Right, yeah. Now, what do you think about that? I mean, I think it could be a, an angel now, there's some of these in, you know, in disguise. This one has or... a lot of news coverage. Yeah. This one has investigations. This one has police reports. Mm -hmm. It's kind of why I like this one a lot. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it can very well happen because just from other stories I've heard, especially with just them kind of disappearing and you never hear from them again. Now, there could be the felon. We'll uh -huh. talk about that at the end. Yeah. The, uh, the Good Samaritan that has, you know, maybe a track record. Okay. Of being in the wrong place, wrong time. Right. Like, uh, like literally, uh, well... Same thing we got example, but uh, from the Green Mile. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Because he was an angel. Yeah, but he was also like, uh, he went to prison. Uh, what was his name in the movie? I know what you're talking about. It's not Duf. Duf no, Duf Dufresne was the. Yeah, the, it's not Dufresne. That was a different movie. Oh yeah, you're right. That's a long different. Hurrah! But whatever. Not longest yard either. Not longest yard. Different prison movie. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah. But yeah, he was trying to save the little girls uh, that another man had. had done stuff to and killed mm, okay. but he got caught with the bodies gotcha. and a black man in the 60s with two right. dead little white girls not a good look no so there's that side of it which we'll talk about more at the back end um, uh, but it's the cops are talking in this news article like they they said no uh he didn't like nobody opened that door right yeah cops were like no uh, nobody opened that door he got ejected out or something so almost no, nope, the cops couldn't quite figure out how we got out. Right, yeah. But they said nobody opened that door. Yeah. I mean, was it, I guess I don't know the full details of the scene and stuff like that, but was the door left open when he got him out? Or I don't think so. I think it was closed like, to back up. Yeah, I think it wasn't. I, I don't know. what. Like, it's it's weird. There's a lot mm -hmm. of weird stuff. 
Uh, the car looked like a chewed piece of burnt bubble gum. Yeah, and he lived with probably not much on him. With a live transformer in his shoved car, shoved it through the windshield, yeah, melted the side of the car. Um, it reminds me, not to that extreme, but of this other story. Uh, should I get into it now? Go ahead. Um, there's this guy I follow on YouTube. His name is his YouTube name is Foolish Fish, and uh, he just kind of uh, reviews what would you put it like esoteric books okay not like cult books but like just books that cover like secret knowledge and just you know ancient traditions things like that but he talked about this whole he did this whole episode where he had a like a spiritual experience where he became a i guess a christian or a where he became a believer in a higher power and he said uh it was just by happen chance or happenstance uh Basically, I'll just make the long story short. He ended up having a small interest. He found a Bible at like a bookstore. He's a big book collector, and he found a Bible, and he's never read one. So he became interested and just just grabbed it and just started reading it by chance. And then as he got through it, uh, he learned a lot. And so he thought he'd use some of it into practice. And then one day he was—he's from England, so you know every, everything he's connected by, like train and stuff. You can get mm-hmm. that pretty much anywhere you want to. He's on the other side of the island. There was like this— a concert going on and he wanted to go see it but at the same time he had to study for like his college exam and uh you've told me this story yeah i think so go I, on. I, I don't think i've ever told it on here no no so uh he uh he uh ends up going to this concert he, he decides you know what am i gonna do have fun or am i gonna study and he thought like just this time okay i'm just gonna go out and have a little bit of fun and just see what happens this is shortly after he just read the bible and stuff and started to become like a believer in these things and as far as faith and stuff like that and so, anyways, he only had enough money to get to the train to the where the concert was to have a good time. And he was being conservative with his money because he knew he had just enough money to get to the train there and just enough money to get a train ticket back home. That's it. So he pretty much couldn't buy nothing or do anything but except enjoy this. So he took the train right there, enjoyed it, and then he said he, ended up, he had so much fun, he ended up staying a little bit longer than he realized. And he was on his way back home, and he was going to miss his train. And that's when he realized, yeah, he did miss his train. He wasn't going to make it there on time. So he's kind of left out. It's dark, getting getting dark out. Um, he has no ride home as far as train. He missed his. But he knew he could walk to, like, this other train station from an, in the next town over. And he, there was a train still traveling through there that would eventually make it to his to help him get home. But he'd have to, like, leave right now and, like, run there. So he said he was, like, running there. And uh, he was... On his way to the train station back home, he made it to the town. He even made it to the train station and seen the train just pull up on the deck, like, to load up as he was getting close to it. So he's running up to it, running up to it, and he's, like, kind of praying, like, come on, hold the train, let me get there in time. And then he realized he's not—he gets right up to the top of the steps, and as he gets to the top, the train rolls off and leaves. So now he's stranded, and now there is no more trains coming through. So he doesn't even know which way, like, home is. So he— so that's when he remembered, okay, when if you just start praying, like, let's just start praying. He's like, so he prayed and asked, like, for a sign, like, which way he's supposed to go. He's like, he doesn't know what to do. He's standing out in front, and so he just starts looking around, and he sees, like, this one, like, plastic bag floating in the wind. So he goes after that plastic bag. He's like, I guess I just got to walk that way. Maybe that's my sign. So he just started walking that way. And he says he's walking, walking, like, head down, just walking, and then finally comes across, like, these other signs. So he kind of has an idea where he's at, but he's very many, many, many miles and many hours away walking from home. But that's why he doesn't have any, he doesn't have any money, um, and so he can't really do anything. So he's just walking on the home, 
walking down this road and keep putting his thumb up for like someone to pick him up, but no one's stopping, no one's stopping. So he remembers like, okay, let's try praying. And he remembered reading in the Bible, like you have to, if you pray, you got to be very specific. And so he was very specific. So he's like, okay, I want there to be like a, a white minivan uh, with leather interior to come pick me up. And I want it to be a guy that picks me up. And, uh, and he said something about smoking. A, he wanted the guy to smoke cigarettes because like his parents smoked cigarettes and that was comforting to him so that for some reason that image came to his head and he wanted a guy to be a smoker he was trying to be as specific as possible so he said he's walking down this dark road prays for this and he looks back and he's like no no headlights and he keeps walking down the road no headlights and he's like holding up his thumb he's and he's he even prayed like within five minutes he wants his car to come pick him up because it's raining so he keeps doing this. He says, like, two minutes go by, nothing. Three minutes, five minutes go by, and still nothing. And then right after five minutes, he looks back, and he sees a pair of headlights come up down the way down the road. He's like, okay, no way. So it gets getting closer. Headlights keep getting closer. He keeps holding the summit. Then finally it gets close enough, and it starts slowing down, and it's a white minivan, just like he prayed for. But he realized the top of it, it had a big taxi sign on it. So this white minivan pulls up and says, hey, you need a ride? And he's, he's taxi. He's like, oh, no, 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 I'm, I don't have any money. I'm just going home. So the taxi driver asks where he's going. He says his hometown. He's like, I'm actually passing through that way. If you just want to jump in, it's the end of the night. You know, I'm already going that way. You don't have to pay me anything. So he's like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, I'm sure. He's like, jump in. So he's like, okay. So he opened his back door to jump in. When he jumped in, the guy had all leather interior. So he's in, And then as they're talking... The guy, taxi driver asked him if he wants to sm- if he smokes if he wants a cigarette. He's like, no, I don't want one. He's like, well, I'm gonna have one if that's okay. He's like, yeah, that's fine. So he got the white minivan, he got the leather interior, and he got the guy smoking, and he got the guy taking him home all for free. So he gets home, and he tells the guy like, thank you, you know, so much. And then he uh, he's like, uh, the guy's like, oh, no problem, you don't owe me nothing. He's like, I'm sure we'll pass across again, but then you can pay me back then. He's like, if you got any money. Just put it towards a children's hospital. He's like, that's what he told him to donate his money to. And then the guy drives off, and he says he tried looking at his license plate, but it was blurry. He couldn't make it out, and he's like, it was foggy. He kind of just drove out in the fog, and he was gone. But he's never seen the vehicle ever after that. Uh, he never even heard of like that, seeing that taxi service driving around anywhere. Um, he did donate the money so we, um, to a children's hospital, but he said after that whole experience, it kind of led him to believe, like, okay, there is – there is something behind all this. You just kind of have there are, and so I believe it was an angel looking right. back. Yeah, the manifest. Yeah, hundred percent. It was an angel coming to answer his prayer. That's like guy God kind of organized it. You prayed for it, so he organized it to happen. Took care of him. Didn't ask for nothing in return, mm-hmm. and you know, and then it was gone. I'd never seen him again. So that reminds me of this one's short, but there's an atheist YouTuber that was like driving around. It's raining and stuff like that. And he's doing a live stream. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of his commenters are like saying stuff about God and stuff like that. He's like, if God were real, there'd be a lightning strike in three, two, one, and then the whole car lights up. And there's like a lightning strike like twenty feet off the road. He's like, okay, well that's very concerning that he ends the live stream. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, little things, little things. Yeah, no, it's and that's the thing is, uh, well, we'll talk about it later with miracles and such. Yeah, and I think there's a good mix of actual humans and then people. Good people being put in the right place in the right time, yes. being angelic encounters as well. Yeah, as it's them not being angels themselves, but embodying the yeah. spirit. So there's of a one. video we'll watch. Yeah, that is a uh, yeah. We'll we'll get there. So yeah, I mean, back to the original story that spawned that story is I believe these things do occur because mm-hmm. I believe that guy that guy's whole uh, 
I mean, wasn't just making it up, but that was his whole experience. And it's just if something like that actually happened, it's more than just a coincidence. I even have some real life ones we're going to talk about later. For me, I'm talking. I'm talking like actual experiences. First, first uh, hand. Okay. Security camera captures an angel in Michigan. Michigan red resident Glenn Thomas. So I'm I'm wondering. I know a Glenn Thomas in Michigan. Okay. I'm sure it's not the same Glenn Thomas. It just made me laugh. What if it was? I doubt it. The Glenn Thomas I know is an alcoholic. Well, it's, you know, crazy experiences can do things to you. Uh, so he told Inside Edition that he was touched by an angel. After discovering his most sensor camera captured an image of one hovering over his pickup truck. He instantly sent the photo to his pastor in his church, Daniel Moores. Uh, when he was shared the photo on Facebook, many locals believed that the figure in the photo was a sign from heaven. Most Facebook post has been since obtained uh, hundreds of thousands of shares. Mm, wow. It's so, very, it, and it's one of those photos you could be like, it could be anything. Right, yeah. Did he kind of like, did he remember being physically touched by it, or is it just, or is it just something caught on camera? Uh, he thinks it was touching his truck because it was during, like, uh, he doesn't go into it, but there was something that almost happened on his way home from work that night and mm. stuff like that. Okay. Whether there may have been some problems on his end, mm-hmm. driving home, vice versa. He survived, and then his security camera caught a figure hovering over his truck. Gotcha. Okay. Guard, very guardian angel-esque. Yeah. Protecting him. Uh, an angelic nurse. Ooh. So this is, uh, Luke was diagnosed with bone cancer, and he was eight years old. During his two-week hospital stay for treatments of an infection, a nurse came into Luke's hospital room. As he slept, his mom spoke with a nurse who was wearing our 1960s uniform uh, when she thought was very strange. The nurse told Luke's mom that she would pray for his healing before exiting. Luke, fully healed from his infection, is now cancer-free. According to the Thought Company, both Luke and his mom believed the nurse, who was never seen again, was a guardian angel who offered more hope during a difficult time. Mm -hmm. Uh, She actually went back to try to thank the nurse and all this stuff. And they just said that that lady doesn't work there. Wow. That's kind of odd. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it could be she actually didn't. Like, she was an angel, like, manifested there or something. Or maybe they just go through nurses so much, like, and they don't want to go through the trouble of tracking this person down. It's like, nah, nah, just don't even work here. They don't work here. Okay. <laughs> could be either could, way. Could be, yeah. Uh, before we continue, we're going to take our ad break. I remembered good because i forgot all right guys we'll be right back say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill are back <laughs> yeah we're back ad break gotta remember it so right. you guys don't yell at us about the ads popping up in the middle of nowhere nowhere yeah all right beautiful strange ufo or an angel Ooh, i 
told you I was going to connect these into all kinds of phenomena. Which, which is it? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, indeed. Some researchers think there might be a connection between UFOs and angel sightings. They say the angels and heavenly figures encountered in the Bible may actually have been extraterrestrials, or vice versa. After his experience in 1980, the most beautiful thing he ever saw, Lewis L., might agree with that assessment. It was on Saturday morning in Marsapa, California. I think that's how you say it, Marsapu, Marsapa. Uh, Lewis had to work that day. The air was fresh as a cold, or with a cool rain at night before, and the morning sky was bright with a few scattered clouds. I was heading out to my car in the back of the parking lot of my apartment complex where I live when I noticed someone kneeling next to my car, Lewis says. If it was here in Ohio, says Justin, that'd be somebody stealing your catalytic converter. Yes. Uh, Lewis says, this person saw me and quickly stood up holding a crowbar. Still, maybe a catalytic converter <laughs> yeah. thief. Or a change thief. Uh, they just get in your car. Like, well, yeah. With a crowbar? It's I, that's why I never lock my car. Emily's like, you never lock your car. It's like, I've had a window broken to get change out of the car. Yeah. So I just never leave anything important in my car. Because they're just going to break your window to get into it. I'd rather not have a broken window. True. Uh, anyways, the young man was quite obviously startled by Lewis's interruption. And thought. And th- although Lewis sensed the boy was up to no good, it hadn't yet hit him what he was doing. Then Lewis looked through the passenger window of his car and saw the steering wheel column had been stripped of its cover. He realized the young man was trying to steal his car. I asked him what the heck he was doing. Lewis recalls, he gave me a lame story about his friend's car being stolen uh, last night, that my car looked like his friend's and so on. I didn't want to hear it. I told him that I was going to call the police, which I did on my cell phone. Lewis dialed 911 and gave the dispatcher the address. He told the would-be thief the police were on their way and warned him not to leave. The boy said he would wait for the police, but Lewis could tell that he was just waiting for the right moment to make a run for it. If he did, I wasn't going to try to stop him because his adrenaline was pumping, and he had a crowbar, <laughs> said Lewis. <laughs> As Lewis was uh, grilling a young man, trying to, de- uh, de- or trying to detain him, he began to notice three rather large clouds in a straight-file formation were almost overhead them. That's when I saw it, he said. A shiny object exiting from the first cloud, and then the next one, and then coming right out from that one. It was shiny, like bol- or polished chrome and moving at good speed. I couldn't make out the shape. By this time, Lewis was so distracted by the UFO that the punk saw his chance, and he took off. Then when the object entered the last cloud, uh, from there, there was nothing but open sky. When it emerged, my life changed, he said. There against the richest of the blue sky was a silvery shape that seemed to have arms and legs. It was so beautiful to look at. At the same time, it had the appearance of metal. It looked like some kind of ship, the strange design. The best way I can describe it is it looked like a silver or a silverware that had been displayed or that of a stickman child drawing. It, it was huge and it was moving fast and made no noise. As, I, or, as it sailed overhead, some of the limbs would move up and down, giving the impression of being alive, a living entity. It made a couple of rolls, reflecting the sun with every direction, just beautiful. Oh my God, beautiful. As it started to fade away from view, I found myself able to breathe and tears rolling down my cheek. It also had made much of an effect on me. I began thinking maybe well, that's what angels look like, and maybe not. Hmm. Interesting. 
I mean, that's that covers a lot of just. Uh, oh, there's a lot. Wait, this story. Like, Does that story keep going? UFO, huh? Does the story keep going? No. Oh, okay. No organic UFO. Like literally, uh, like we talked about in one of our organic UFO episodes of the Sky Angels. Yeah. The Russian uh, Russian cosmonauts all seen the Sky Angels. Right. Very similar descriptions of being humongous humanoids. Uh, that they the best way they get they even cried seeing it. They described them as being heavenly, and right? Angelic, Ange- angelic. angelic. Yeah. Uh, the ship itself. How big? I mean, it, did it explain just, how big? He said huge. Yeah. He just kept saying huge. I wonder too, like if it's uh, especially with some of these. Uh, I don't know. You, I want to say UFOs. In my mind, I mean, did it have? It was it a ball shape? It's kind of what he no, described. No, he described it as human shape. Like a oh, person. the shape itself is just human. Yeah, human. Oh, interesting. Okay. So headish arms, legs. Yeah. Okay. Very much like that the, came the, through the clouds. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. That's good. Very metallic. I uh, gave the impression of being fully alive. Mm-hmm. Uh. Now, is it coincidence that it happened during this encounter? Was it just, you know, was an angel trying to give this kid a break? Mm, gotcha. You know, like what, a distraction? Like, yeah, yeah. Mm. Or a We're, sign. I wouldn't even say distraction. A sign of forgiveness. Of, mm, gotcha. Like, hey, you know, he's yeah, whatever. He's on a hard times. Or is it just a fully organic UFO like we talk about? Or. And it happened right place, right time. Or was the kid, or is it maybe not an angel, but the other end? And the kid was doing something wrong, and then this thing's coming to cover for him to give him a break to continue to do wrong. I mm. doubt it. I mm. have to be doing very. Mm. That's a lot of a dark magic to be getting into stealing cars. Yeah. I think you really be need a that radio. Yeah. I think you'd be a politician if he had that power. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, no, it's just I don't know <laughs> a politician. That's the one thing. And then there's the alien side of it and all this stuff. I don't know. What do you think about this story? Well, I mean, the alien side of it. I think of like something, what if it's like Braxy, you know, something Ooh. like that nature that comes, it's, who knows where Braxy came from, but I always think of something like that because with her or her, him, it, they, Braxy, um, cause I, you know, you don't know what that thing is. I have no idea, but I always imagined it if it was an alien, you know, in some sense, it came from outer space or something like that, that it would descend in some manner like that and then just be like this weird robot metallic thing. I don't I don't know, but in this certain situation, it sounds like it could be something like that. Or if, I wonder if it's, you know, in my mind too, like something that's interdimensional, if that's, you know, what some of these things are, especially aliens, even angels in a sense, you know, if if angels are coming from heaven... You know, heaven's in my mind just another dimension of where you could, I don't know, where your spirit can inhabit, I guess, like that. So if these things are coming from a different dimension like that, what if, like, just their appearance of crossing, you know, the barrier makes them appear metallic or makes them appear in, like, whatever weird way until they're finally here and they fully adjust to our three dimensional realm? I don't know. What if, like, heaven's, like, I, I can't, it's hard to describe with this dimensional stuff, but what, what if that's just the appearance of them crossing over and through? You know, if you see the clouds and the lights, that just might be a byproduct. Or I mean, if you look at really biblical descriptions of true angels, mm-hmm. uh, they're not, like, they're extremely hard to, like, to oh, understand yeah. the actual shape. See, I, I wonder... The shape if, and design and stuff, like, because you're talking about, what you're talking about is upper dimensional creatures. Right, exactly. You know, God's first creation. And I just wonder if the transition from that dimension to this dimension either makes them appear like so weird and odd 
that it's just hard for us, our minds to comprehend here. Uh, but maybe, you know, if we lived in that dimension or got was able to go from ours to theirs and get a sneak peek, maybe they would look a lot more normal in that, in that realm. I don't know. That's weird to think so about. So you going Angel or you going Organic UFO? Where are you going with this one? Uh, uh, maybe Angel, but may, uh, interdimensional being is what I'm thinking. I kind of lean towards Organic UFO for this one. Just organic, straight up Organic UFO? Mm-hmm. Like imitating maybe human form? No, I just or think just sometimes they kind of look like that. Especially okay. like the... Yeah, it's just it's just such a striking thing with the Russian angels, the yeah. uh, cosmonaut angels, and that maybe they I, maybe they are angels. I don't I don't know. It just I think they kind of maybe have a humanish shape, mm-hmm. like in the just what we're seeing and that personification or the uh, oh I, we even said the word earlier putting the human face on everything. Oh, uh, uh, pareidolia. Pareidolia of just putting a human thought images to something that kind of has maybe a very rough shape. Right. Kind of like those one fish that people see that had like looks like human eye looks like it has a human face mm-hmm. like human eyeballs and yeah. teeth yeah but it's a fish mm-hmm. so Look. there's all that yeah I mean Japan actually specially br- bred a crab that has an emperor on the emperor on its back the emperor or, yeah it was an emperor right it was an emperor okay the god emperor it, it, those do look weird so there's everybody real quick there's a crab in Japan that uh, a long time ago these crabs have a lot of markings on their back. There was a couple of these crabs, though, had an, a striking resemblance to the emperor. So those crabs were ordered to be released every time they were caught. Yeah. Uh, and then they selectively bred a population of crabs that all had the exact same marks on their back, so they can't be kept. That's awesome. That's that's evolu- like, That's selective breeding. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether it's for positive or negative reasons, it's because they get to go back. They get to breed more. Right, yeah. So their birthmarks get passed on. Their design get passed on. And they just look cool, too. They're just little crabs. They're little stone crabs. Yeah. They're just crabs. Yeah, but I don't see the face. You don't see personally. it personally. I can kind of see it. I you can kind of see kinda, it. Kinda, but it's how close. would you call that a certain person? I don't know. That's my thing. It's face enough to look cool. It looks like a face, exactly. But how to say it was ex emperor? Oh, it was is, you know for sure. for sure it was. Now it was probably Steve Irwin. Now that would be cool. Now and they're invading Japan because Japan kills all the whales. Would you rather have Steve Irwin show up on a crocodile like? print or a stingray i think stingrays because it would be the sign of for, like he's you don't fault the animal. Uh, you don't fault the animal you're right very steve Irwin of you mm-hmm. yes he's an angel mm-hmm. <laughs> there's that steve Irwin meme it's what? like gets the gun to go shoot the stingray and he's like no that what and then at the next frame is like no it's not what he would have wanted <laughs> that's pretty funny <laughs> all right ready to move on yeah yeah all right so we have a couple videos before we get into some personal stories okay uh, I know everybody. We're, Jay's gonna put the links. Let me make it's a Jay's gonna put the links in the description. Leave a reminder for myself. If we remember, we'll do it today. Mm-hmm. All right, you ready for this first one? It's muted for everybody. We're, we're me and Jay are gonna watch it. Then I'm gonna tell you what happened. It's only 30 seconds long. All right, should, should uh, we? There's no. It's just music in the background. We're okay. not gonna play it. All right. So see this guy's walking down a street. It's this guy right here. He's not paying attention. This guy taps him on the shoulder, keeps walking. This guy almost gets killed by that giant metal oh, gate. Oh, yeah. I've seen, I've seen this before now that we watch this it. This is yeah. hooked on. So literally, this this guy walks out of nowhere. That's walking a straight line uh, down the road. Yeah, here. This big truck comes around the corner, hooks onto this giant metal gate. Yes. And as this guy's walking down the street, he taps on this other guy's shoulder. 
out of nowhere. It's downtown. I think it's Russia. And he in just the middle keeps of the on, night. Keep on walking. Keep walking. Doesn't beat an eye. Doesn't, doesn't do nothing. Kind of like when you're walking and you're trying to trick somebody and you walk by him and you tap on the opposite side of the These shoulder. These are two adult men at right. probably 2.30 in the morning right. in Russia. It's it's almost similar to that as far as his action of, hey, I'm tapping you on the shoulder, but I'm going to keep on walking like nothing's happened. That's how like kind of nonchalant he was really about nonchalant. it. Like he does not even like doesn't move his head. Doesn't look. Right. Doesn't turn anything. And then this guy looks and barely like inches. Yeah. If he misses didn't, this giant gate clocking him. If he didn't turn his shoulder and look after the guy tapped, this gate would have wiped this guy yeah, out. He'd for be sure. dead. Yeah. Because he'd been knocked into the probably underneath the semi. Oh yeah, for sure. Or pinned again. Yeah, bad. Because he'd been whipped right under there. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of force. Oh yeah, it was that gate came swinging around hard. But yeah, that I mean. It's interesting stuff like that. Now, why did he tap him? You know, uh, it's two thirty in the morning yeah. when I looked it up, and I believe it's in Russia. I mean, why did he tap him? Uh, why did he not like stop with him? So there's a longer video. This is the thirty second one. Mm-hmm. There's a longer version of this video, and the guy can't find the other guy. Right, he just keeps... he's looking like down the street, and he's trying to figure out where the guy went. Yeah, and there's nobody there. Hmm. That's pretty awesome. And this is what I think is maybe the best example of what we're talking about with true. Maybe angels, maybe something else. Maybe it, it just may be uh, working through. It also may just be, you know, a higher powers working through human beings as like a vessel, like we're the medium. I would say that there, oh, I have some of those videos as well, mm-hmm. but th- he disappeared. Right, yeah. That's the striking thing. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Is he was gone. Like when he turned around to look for him, he's not there. Yeah. Keep in mind that gate finished, that semi wrecked right after this. Oh, really? It's hooked onto a giant, that gate's attached to the, yeah. the barrier over here. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. So there's a like you would see him. Yeah, he's he's not there. I mean, regard regardless of if the man, you know, if he's human being or not, he saved 100 percent saved this guy's oh, this life guy'd without 100 percent. Yeah, dead. without without physically moving him or anything like that, he just made him aware of the situation and the guy moved out of the way. All right, here's my second one, and this is uh, what maybe we were talking about with right place, right time with un- <laughs> with. Maybe some motivation, angelic motivation, or otherworldly uh, help. Okay. So this is a extremely busy uh, street in Mexico. Okay. And uh, it's it's crazy. There's this couple standing, and there's a little girl on the other side of the street. You see her right there. Yeah. And uh, she should be dead. Okay. So very short, very short. See this couple's just standing there. Motorcycles like going like fifty miles an hour. Yeah, it looks like some. I can't tell what cars countries might be. It's Mexico. Oh gosh! Literally, she he this guy on the other side of the street. This girl <laughs> runs out in front of this truck, and he just instantly it was like, and that could be hundred percent could be human reflexes instinct. Yeah. But she literally touches the car as he's saving her. Right? Yeah, it's, it's so close to her getting creamed. It's a little like four year old, little kid. Yeah, maybe even less. Three, maybe, four. Yeah. yeah. And this guy saves her, and the, the woman has, like, the woman that was standing next to the guy is, like, st- has not even recognized what's happened. Yeah. It's happened so fast. It's so scary. I mean, yeah, for this one in particular, I would just this say is my example of human, just yep. humans being humans with maybe something else. I don't know. Right. Um, I mean, that I, to me, that one's just, like, instinct. You know, just, you already know. Like, he knew once that little girl made even the first twitch to cross the road, he was new, and she wasn't going to stop. You know, you go out and save them, but it does take a special. I think it takes a person with good, uh, and then he, just I don't know, good instincts, good sh- head on their shoulders to go out and just not even think, but just to react and save this little kid's life. 
And then here's my last one of the video section. And this is a uh, a woman explaining uh, how an angel saved her son, but maybe more of a terrestrial sense as a human being. Okay. So let me unmute everything. Let's see what she has to say. They're angels. It's just angels that were there at the right time. Barbara Covarubio teared up after seeing video of strangers pulling her son Matthew and another man out of his burning car. It was scary to see what I saw. They were risking their own lives also, you know, by being, you know, by taking them out. I grabbed my fire extinguisher, ran up to the to the car that was on fire, and me and a couple people were trying to put the fire out. The view from above Look shows the extent oh, of the fire so damage can't see caused this yet? when a semi hit one vehicle, uh, no, which nobody then hit survived. two others. No, it's a it torch. There's a third car in there. Go. Oh, gosh. See what I you can, can see a one car and a semi. Yeah, it's and a third car in the middle. That's where they pulled the guy out of. Torch mangled mass. It wasn't a fact of, you know, oh, well, am I going to be okay? It was... You know, we got to get this guy out of the car. Everybody kind of came together to help out. You know, I mean, it, to, to see a, Literally, a bunch of people see... band together like that and, and help. The first help part of the video when there's like 12 guys yanking awesome. like the right door. He yeah, and look at that. Yeah. Will never be forgotten. You're seeing live footage of the car families. just actively like, burning on fire. There's like eight yeah. people ripping at his door yeah. to get him out of there. And uh, I'm just so grateful that I get to be with my son. Very grateful. So, yes, that's, that is an example of... Uh, humans in a state of what she, uh, the mother of a young man that was trapped in the car, yeah, uh, called angels, yeah, and the good Samaritan version of an angel is what I would call it, right? Uh, truly, just people. It's it's gives me chills that when these examples happen. Uh, because I was in Chicago with a car fire that we couldn't do nothing about, and nobody got out and helped anybody. All those people died. Wow! Like literally, everybody drove around them. Yeah, nobody stopped. And it was a it, like the two guys and it died. That's so but scary. we were on the other side of the fence. We couldn't get over there. Me and Zach were trying to climb over the fence because nobody was going over there to help him. Yeah, we thought like and after a while, we're like okay, nobody's in that car. I guess now two people died in that car. Gosh, and we couldn't get over there because the fence. Me and Zach were literally trying to climb over this big fence on the Chicago Highway. That's so scary. And we're the only people trying to help. Yeah, and uh, so this example of seeing all these men and women. Get and start ripping at this door. The car is actively on fire. The semi is actively on fire, and there's these people going there and ripping at this door to get this one guy out. And they got him. And they got him. They yeah. saved him. Yeah. And it just shows you that you know it doesn't take true angelic intervention no. to save stuff. Right. Uh, but this is another form of angel. Like we can all be angels into in somebody in the world. Hundred percent. Now I got two stories for you. Do you have any personal stories? Oh, like that? You don't have to. I just... No, of angels. Uh, Divine intervention, you could say, or like... So, just... I, as we know, I, when I worked at the hospital before I did this full-time, uh, a nurse came up to me, and I got told all kinds of stories. Everything from shadow people to... Yeah. To what you may consider lesser angel, maybe, stuff in the hospital. Okay. But I had one lady named Deb. Deb? Uh, Deb. Okay. Uh, she came up and... I was talking, you know, eventually one, like, I told an angel story and she's like, I only had one thing ever weird happen in this whole hospital. Uh, she was talking about this old man. He was on hospice. It was doing really rough. She's like, I had just left his room. And it was super late at night. It's like 2.30 in the morning. I'm the only nurse on the floor. It's just me and this guy. 
like his family been there all, like all day, but it's, I only had one patient, so it was only one nurse on the floor. She's like, I had just left his room and kind of walked. It's like a little L, so his room's at the very tip of the L, so she's at the corner part of the L. Okay. She's like, it felt like somebody ran past me. Nobody's there. She's like, nobody there. It felt like somebody like ran at me, like a big gust of wind and everything like that. So I turned around, and all I could see in her best description was the wing of a bird in his room, just from the corner of the door. Hmm. And just this, and she said it was just like a big, like it had feathers, it was real, it was giant, but this bird wing. And then before she got to the room, he had he had passed. The guy did. Yeah. Okay. So she always said that was an angel. She felt an angel coming to collect him, mm. coming to walk him home. Mm, interesting. And she's a very serious woman. Uh, so that was always something that I thought was neat. And she's like, the only thing I've ever had happen weird. Yeah. And as a hospital, it's supposed to be very haunted. And that's pretty weird. That's a different description of the Grim Reaper that you normally see or now, expect. Now, the Grim Reaper, that's a whole thing. That is an angel, the angel yeah. of death. Right, yeah. Now, depictions of the Grim Reaper, the Grim Reaper's not supposed to be a scary entity. Right, yeah. He's not there to kill you. No, he's, he's not. He's there to walk you home. Which just sounds like what she saw. Yeah. Now, the Grim Reaper, I think humans just have such, a, and it's death is terrifying because it's, you know, uh, but so we personify death as the Grim Reaper. Yeah. But the, as far as the historic facts of the Grim Reaper, is the Grim Reaper uh, is the angel of death and is not there to harm you, is not there to scare you. Most time it's comforting. Like there's a lot of these stories you hear of hospitals with the Grim Reaper and they're just sitting in the corner Wait. or they're just, you know, you're just waiting to walk you home. Right. Yeah. A guide, per- yeah. perhaps. Kind of like, you ever watched uh, Bill and Ted's uh, Bogus Journey? Yes. That Grim Reaper? Yeah. He's just kind of there, and he, they just keep Gotta making him a game. Yeah, they beat him in Twister and all that. <laughs> Such a funny scene. So that's that story. Now hmm. I have one from my grandpa and my grandmother. Okay. So this was why I was alive. So this was early 2000s. Uh, they'd never done a big vacation together, ever. It was always with the kids and everything like that, and they never had a lot of money. So they wanted to go on a cruise. They wanted to do a Mexican cruise. Okay. And grandma was in a wheelchair, and she's in one of the heavy duty. She had no mobility outside of her wheelchair. She wasn't one of the, the people who could get up and walk. She basically had a spinal injury. She could not move her legs. Mm-hmm. So grandpa's on the phone with this cruise company the whole time, like hours. Like, no, I want you to, every every stop she can get off. Like every stop, because this is a lot of money. Yeah. We want to make sure that she can enjoy the full trip, or we're not going to, like, so she can get off at Barbados. She can get off at this place. She can get off at this place. Like, she's in a wheelchair she cannot get up yeah stand up to get out of the boat and go back in a wheelchair right she's in a wheelchair permanently they're like yeah 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 so they get on this cruise ship and it's fine the first stop uh there's a lip you have to walk up and you had to walk across a a a, like basically a a two by ten board Mm, and they go back down not wide enough for wheelchair and grandpa's just screaming yeah and he's furious because this is all their money He's like, this is, he just retired and, you know, because he retired really late and this is their first time ever doing anything just with them. Right. Ever in their whole life. Uh, so it's just, just horrible. And then grandma said, this real tall, skinny black guy and this short, fat Mexican guy walked up and they talked to grandma. Grandpa's screaming and they're like, ma'am, do you want to go on to shore? And she's like, yeah, but I can't, I can't get out of this wheelchair. 
And she's like, and they they were like, we'll we'll carry you there. We'll carry you across the gap. And she's like, oh, I appreciate, but I I can't, you know, I'm I'm too big. She, you know, she was a bigger lady, and she's like, you know, fall, and I can't really get out of this chair. You know, I have a catheter and all this stuff. Like, I'm really attached to this chair. Yeah. And like, oh, that's no problem. We'll just carry you in the scooter across. Yeah. This is a full fledged rascal scooter oh, yeah. and a very big lady. Yeah. And she's like, oh, honey, you can't do that. And they're like, yeah, we can. They picked. Two of these guys picked her up, carried her across this piece of wood, yeah, and set her down on the ground. That's nuts. And they said, "Honey, we'll meet you back here when it's time to get back on the ship, and you'll be fine." And they go and they explore and they have it. And they were they waiting there. They walked her across. And they never seen him again. Oh, really? They weren't a part of the cruise. They weren't. They Grandma said they got off and stayed off the ship. Yeah. And she had never had a problem getting off the rest of them. It was that first major Just, stop. Yeah. And she said fully they were angels. Yeah. She's like, they looked weird, as in they, they were very disproportional. Uh, they were hyper strong. Because the scooter was probably 300 pounds, and she was probably three or four, four, three or 400 pounds herself. The scooter might you know, might be more than that. Those things yeah. are heavy. So they carried around seven or 800 pounds over this little wood plank. Yeah. And Grandpa never believed it. Like, he's seen it. He's like, I, and that was his big thing coming to faith. Yeah. He's, he's like, I, he's like, they, they, no way. Yeah. He's like, it takes four of us to pick up the scooter and put it in the car. Yeah, exactly. And these guys picked up with her in it. Yeah, a little short Mexican guy. And she yeah. said the Mexican guy was probably like five foot tall. Yeah. So he's got that. So it's like Joey. He's got that squatty, like, power strength. No. And, she, and this t- really tall, thin black man. Yeah. He's got that lengthy, minute bull strength. All I can think of is ever is Joey. Like, <laughs> literally, you can imagine Joey carrying. Joey and I'm trying to think it was a good, uh, I don't know, equivalent well, so- for the Solomon other guy. was our buddy that was a tall, thin black okay, guy. Okay. There you but, go. Them too. But it's just like. Yeah, to, it was to Grandpa the single strongest thing that's ever like faith wise that's ever happened. Never seen, yeah, ever uh, witnessed. And they were waiting for him. He's like, they didn't go. They they never, as far as we knew, they never left the dock. Yeah, they waited the whole day there, and then when he came back, they helped us get back on. And it's like they knew we didn't need help anywhere else. Yeah, Grandpa was so upset, like because he's like, we still have eight more stops. Yeah, and are the rest of them, he didn't have a trouble the rest of the time. The rest of them were fine. Uh, they actually built boards. Oh, get really? Her, get her off the next one. Yeah. His grandpa threatened to blow up the ship. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And he would have. Yeah, This exactly. is the same man that pulled our mayor out and was going to beat him to death in front of the police station here in town. Yeah. So grandpa he, had a high, he was high strung. He would have probably done it. He would have because yeah. he knew how to do it. Gosh. That was the problem is he had knowledge. Yeah. Of how to make sure. Breaking, they, breaking news. Cruise ship <laughs> sinks in the middle of. <laughs> the Atlantic Ocean, dude. Dude, a handicapped wife. Yeah, giant a bomb blew up on the inside. <laughs> oh no, the boiler just yeah went up too much pressure. Yeah. So that is Grandma and Grandpa's story. Huh. They told me since I was little, and Grandma was just like, "Your Grandpa walked all over that ship every day, looking all for them. day, trying to thank him." Yeah, never. He's f- like, he had a wad of cash to give him. And he's like, he was going to give him all of our trip money because it made our whole trip. Yes. Yeah. Grandma was just defeated that, you know, she couldn't get all this money because it's like two grand when they didn't have money. Especially being the first stop. That's just really. It was the big stop. Yeah. So the rest of them were like half days. And this gotcha. is the only full day on the whole cruise. Gotcha. Of being on land. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Uh, but yeah, she, and Grandma described, and I wish she was still alive because her description of these men is she's like, they just didn't look right. Not uh, like not messed up or nothing like that. She's just like there was something about them, just different. Or like they didn't look quite right. They didn't look normal. Like, yeah. There was something. And they carried. She's like I never. They never faltered. They never like tipped her over one too far. She's like the whole time I was up in the air, 
I never felt uncomfortable. It's people like that that built the pyramids. Now, whole different thing. It's like we're going to get another bad review. Moving rocks like that and stuff and cutting them. Just picking them up. Going to get another bad review. Carrying them across the uh, plank. But, you know, that's that story. That's my personal story. Hmm. I don't think I got... Like, I can't think of nothing... I don't Personal. think I don't think a lot of these encounters are that grandiose like that. No, I don't, th- and that's a, that's the thing. I don't. I think, think there's uh, a lot of small stuff happens. It's all yeah. behind the scenes. I mean, maybe the part where I almost died. Maybe you I should be dead. I probably got a little lucky there, but if if there was an outside like a uh, third body cam, you just see a guy standing on that bridge, just has his hand out to make sure you don't drown. <laughs> I wasn't in there that long. I wasn't in there that long. Look, being in there that long is not the problem. It's being forced through a tube during a flood. Is the problem? Yeah, tube is big enough though. I can, I could comfortably crawl through it. I, I could. It, it was that big. It was big enough until you got hit in the head by a piece of wood that was floating with you. And Anything, then, yeah. And then, uh, all I know is I shot out the other end with, like, I shot out like with force. <laughs> yeah, because not only was it underground, it was like <laughs> when you shot out the other end, you innocently shot up yeah, to the surface. So you're lucky you didn't get stuck. Like as in like the oh, buoyancy trying to pin you. If I would have got stuck under there, I'd be 100 percent dead immediately. Or a big log or something comes in behind you and knocks you, you know, knocks you out. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. No, so those are my personal stories. Hmm. Uh, so what are angels, or what are people seeing that are you know we're calling angels? Right, I have a yeah. little list myself, but I'm sure you have something okay. to add as always. Oh yeah. And sorry guys, this is the least scientific one we've ever done. I feel like. What? Well, but it, I thought it was a good palate cleanser. Oh yeah, uh, for the demon core. Yeah, for the demon core. And you know, with when it comes to angelic things, and uh, we yeah. talk a lot about demons, so might as well right. talk about angels. But things of this nature, for, in order for them to occur to happen. It isn't based on like scientific things. It's more ba- it's more faith based. Yeah, and I don't think these things can occur in a scientifically measured environment. So my first thing is Good Samaritans. Yeah, and a lot of this could just be right person, right time, right place. Mm-hmm. Like that guy that tapped him on the shoulder, fully could be a guy that just wanted to screw with this other guy. Yeah, and it all happened to unfold. You know, it was to inter- save a life. What was interesting too about that? Because you, you know, he tapped him on the, sh- you know, like that said, you tap him on the shoulder, and you're on the other side, like <laughs> dumped. When that old man tapped the other guy on the shoulder, uh, he tapped him on the side that he was already on. You know what I mean? And right. the guy actually turned the other way. It's it's it, watch the video, everybody. We'll, Very have, weird. we'll put the link in there. You have to watch the video because it makes no sense. Like he taps the guy on the left shoulder, but especially he, when you know it's like I can't think of the Russian city it was in, but it's in Russia at like two thirty in the morning with two adult men. Yeah, like older men, yeah. Like forties. Yeah, like, yeah, like exactly. At pe- least. People that probably both have guns. Yeah. And it's just weird. Prone to violence. Taps you know. on that left shoulder. He looks over his right shoulder for some reason. Sees the truck. Sees the gate. Steps out of the way just in time. And just in time. And then he turns around and the guy's gone. Like inches away. Yeah. It's it's crazy. So what that? So, and so that's my first thing: is Good Samaritans. These people. Yeah. That just and then like so with the pastor story early on. What if that was a felon? Yeah. Or a guy on the run. Literally, a guy that's you know, he's like, I can't be here. Could be when the authorities get here. And he's just a fully good guy. He actually pulled the guy out of the maybe the windshield. Maybe yeah. you know he didn't couldn't get him to the door, and he risked his you know life and limb to save this guy out or whatever. You know he couldn't. He physically is like I can't be here when the cops get yeah. here because I'll go to jail too. But you're gonna be fine. You're safe. Here you go. You ever seen that Good Samaritan? That and this is probably not this case, but I'm sure you've seen the video where the guy was like hitchhiking, 
And he's like, yeah. And he's like, this guy started uh, telling me about all the stuff he had done. Like, he was a really bad dude that picked him up. And the, the hitchhiker guy killed him. He, like, took an axe and, like, murdered the guy. And they're like, yeah, what, like, what happened? He started telling him, like, like it was just nuts. Remember that? Mm. That's just, I'm sure, like, I'm sure you maybe have seen it before, but. I'm not a big horror movie person. Uh, this, I mean, it wasn't really a horror. Like, I guess the guy that Talking picked about- him. A guy murdered another guy with an axe. Yeah, and the guy that he murdered, like, I guess did some really confessed to doing some, like, awful things to just, like, awful things. Just awful things. And, yeah, and he, the guy he picked up ended up murdering him for it, and it was just, it, it, it's craziness. So, what do you think about the Good Samaritans? Oh, yeah, I forgot, that's where this started. <laughs> I took it to a dark place, but, uh, no, I think, uh, I think... Good Samaritans are everywhere around us. I think there's more good than evil in the world. But I also think uh, people are put in situations to be a good Samaritan. It's the choice whether or not they want they're going to do it or not. You know, it's kind mm-hmm. of up to that person's free will. And I think so. I think that's kind of where this stuff works because you can't have direct. I think there's some special cases for direct intervention, but I think. The way, uh, like, fate A lot and of stuff works, works is just putting the pieces in order and letting yeah. them pick. And I think Very us, D&D campaign. Yeah. Is that I, everything's put in, you can you pick whatever you want, but all the pieces are there. And it's just however, what action, what roll of the dice you're choosing mm-hmm. today. And I think rather than the dice rolling, you, you get the choice to land on what number or what action you want to take out of it. So, you know, you have an opportunity every single day to make, to be a good Samaritan or just to make a difference in somebody else's life but i think we're kind of human beings are the vessel in order for those unless you take action to do those things none of it will actually happen so it all kind of falls on you to do you know good or bad or indifferent so before i get into some of these really weird i have some really i connected to a lot of conspiracy and a lot of paranormal here Mm -hmm. in a second before i get that do you want to hear a really sad story from my grandpa sure so he was a first responder for a long time after he got out of vietnam Okay. I'll tell you the night he stopped being a first responder. Okay. Is there was a wreck over here on cemetery, uh, right by the cemetery on uh, 235-309. Okay. Uh, and a guy a guy and a girl, young couple, put their car on the tree. Grandpa got there, and the girl was, like, standing there and was, like, freaking out. And the guy was, like, near death. Mm-hmm. So Grandpa, all the time, the whole girl was just, you know, she was like, save him, save him, save him. And Grandpa set her down by the tree, and she's like, you know, I'm going Then he actually ended up saving the guy. Yeah. And then... They, uh, he heard the other first responder report one casualty. Hmm. And he's like, no, he's alive. And the guy's like, no, we had one casualty. And Grandpa's like, what are you talking about? He's like, the girlfriend died. Oh, no. And Grandpa's like, no, I talked to her. Like, she was up running around. Like, she was here. And he's like, no, she's she's dead. And she, I guess, broke her neck. Oh. And she was dead walking. And... Like the she just had to sit down right perfectly and probably was looking around and she just finally like clicked it and died. Holy crap. Grandpa kinda always thought that she was already dead talking to him. Yeah. And that it was maybe her spirit or whatever was so concerned with her boyfriend. That yeah. And he's like, I would not have saved him if it wasn't for her. Yeah. Because he was already gone to me. He was already he lost so much blood. He was like had no almost no pulse, like almost unreadable. And he he stopped being a first responder that day. Wow, that's pretty nuts. That's so that just you just reminded me of when you said put all the right pieces in the right place. Right, yeah. But he, Grandpa said he would not have saved that guy because he for, was, wouldn't for that lady yeah. being she so was concerned. Dead. Yeah, and she was already gone. That's craziness. Uh, here's my next one. 
time travelers. Ooh, okay. So this whole theory with these angels or these interventions, or it's actually time travelers keeping the timeline intact. In order. What is that even? And in, in the grand scheme of things. So if you watch uh, the Loki series on Netflix, it does a, I think a very, really good job of kind of explaining maybe this kind of general thing mm-hmm. to where there's a, a general line of how we want time to flow or whoever decides they want That's time the to thing. flow. That's the thing, yeah. And it's whoever wins, right? It's like any war or any, any power struggle or whatever. Yeah. It's whoever wins gets to pick. Right. So they keep the, the pruning is what they call it in the Loki series of when these branches start splitting yeah. where the timeline may be changing. It's like, they nope. go there and they clip it. Like, and like, keep it going how like, they want it. Like growing a tomato plant. Yeah, very, um, yeah. So, like, for example, the Russian guy, he may have, you know, he maybe not himself, but his grandkids were supposed to do something great, or his great-grandkids. So he couldn't die yet. Right. So they make sure that there's this the chance of him dying at this one spot. It's like So the time traveler agent makes sure, hey, and he's like, okay, and then he disappears. Hmm. It the, that guy in the video that well put, quote unquote time traveling agent does strikingly look similar to uh, the dude from uh, Breaking Bad, uh, that the one henchman that kind of fixes everything for. He does kind of look like him. Well, I can't think of his name uh, right now. Yeah, I know what you're talking Mike, about. Mike. Mike's, Mike's his name. He's got the gruff old man mm-hmm. voice. Now this is what you're gonna do, and it looks like him going back. He's the guy tapping him on the shoulder, like very. It seems very in character for him, and like very be, subtle. Yeah. So, what do you think about that? Uh, time travelers keeping the timeline. They, so, you know, you're still supposed to do great stuff, and then like that's maybe the past. Are you looking at him and being like, "Hey, you know, I I can't get seen here." Yeah, because I'm actually you know nine foot tall and I have gills. <laughs> Or like I'm just thinking, but back, you're not supposed to die yet. Back to the Future kind of t- time travel and stuff. Yeah, it where could it's be like, a, no, my parents are my my parents didn't kiss, and now I'm gonna die. Like that subtle kind of thing. Uh, the but, robot chicken thing with that is still the funniest. I can't remember what happened. Or he uh, accuses his wife. He's like, you didn't think I was gonna notice that you named him after the guy that we met in high school that you ran off with. And he looks just like him. Like him, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Well, George, like, I know you cheated on him. And yeah. he just starts screaming. George is kind of a... Now, again, never mind. We won't even get into it's that. Just, it's it's just, funny. It's really funny. Yeah, that show is great. Um, but, yeah, so what do you think about the time travelers? Um, like I said, like I can kind of fall into believing that for a little bit. But I, when you zoom out and look at the whole thing, I guess it's who is controlling the timeline and then who is sending these time travelers back. Because I feel like... If anyone's sending them back to prune it or to keep it on the path it's supposed to be going, it just seems like someone that would be bad or negative that would do that. That would manipulate. I think things are supposed to play out as they're meant to play out. So you should watch the Loki series because it gets to the, like that point. Tell are you good or evil? And right, yeah. And then like uh, so, Kang the Conqueror is the one that's ruling the timeline, but there's like. The other versions of me that could pop up from the other timelines are much worse. Yeah. So it's all about keeping them out. Hmm. So this is like he's he talks like this is the timeline I know results in everybody not dying. Right. So I keep it this way. So it's like what what timeline are we living in the only true timeline that's right. supposed there, to happen? There's a lot of weird stuff with to time it, travel. Yeah. I don't care how you look at time travel, it's weird. It is weird. So it's hard to like fall. It's a bigger question. It's like a fifth dimensional being looking out, like looking at Yeah. In. It is weird. It's weird to like when you really stop and think about it. I, I just don't know where I fall on that. I just don't know. I I, can, I guess, like I said, I can kind of believe it, but on the grand scheme of things, I'm kind of, I'll lean away again from this one. My next one's weirder. Okay. 
these are either uh how would i say this computer programmers correcting the simulation yeah or hackers that have gotten outside the computer program mo- like messing with the simulation itself mm-hmm. so is that i meaning that we're living in the simulated reality right we're in a giant computer for some reason whether you think that we're still us or we're a part of the pro- computer program and these are either entities that have gotten out of the computer program that mm-hmm. are messing with it with their own agendas. Right. Or their own their stuff to fall their own way. Mm-hmm. Or they're uh or they're the actual p- computer programmers keeping the system running. Mm. Like it's kind of free will based, but they're like, uh, we need still need some of these key events to happen. Right. In order so to kind of like same kind of time travel ish, but not quite pushing stuff in the right way. Yeah, they're like, nudging. We still need like the Sims, very Sims esque. Yeah. Where the Sims can kind of still do what they want, but you can kind of put them in these situations. You or, nudge them to mm-hmm. kind of go down that path you want them to. And like a death is the easiest thing to prevent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where it's just like, ah, you know, look. Oh, a gate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, you know, pull them out of the car and they can't get seen because they're not real. As in, as far as the simulation in itself is concerned. Right. You know, yeah. The hacker or the, the programmer is not real. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, I can... I can very much believe in this, you know, whether or not we actually live in a simulation or not. Uh, you know, it's kind of up for debate in some circles, I guess. But wh- well, you guess, I, you know, well, some people fervently will it argue for in it. In my and opinion, it doesn't matter. Doesn't yeah, right? And I was gonna—that's what I was gonna kind of say. It's almost like a, we are living in some sort of program, whether it's a computer-based or not. But either way, the way things grow. Right, like the, the fundamental w- rules of math through the universe are is a program. Exactly. Whether it's a fully organic program or a computerized program, it doesn't right. matter. Yeah, are we living in a computer? Like, is that's hundred percent doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. But the way I think things operate is like a program, and if that's the case, like I do think people can manipulate that said program, whether it just be through their own mental. So that's almost getting if it's organic, that's almost getting to a magic sense. Yeah. That these are quote unquote the wizards or the witches or whatever you want to call them, of these they understand the underlying math of the universe and the can laws. Manipulate it. Yes, the actual laws of the universe that it, the it vibrational is, frequencies and they can manipulate the yes, fabric. That all that weird stuff, you know, whether it's ooh. So yeah, what do you think about this one? That's how I kind of feel about it. If if as far as simulation, you know, being in a simulation, whether, and that could even be that these these quote unquote acts of good yeah. it may not even be for good. It's just self benefiting. Your life, you know, 20 or 30, 40, you know, 200 years down the line, your lineage benefits me. Having this yeah. person still around or and making If it. you die, like, there's a, there's this chance, you know, in the timeline or in the in the program. Yeah. There's a 50 chance of you dying. I can tip the scales to make sure it's a 100% chance of you living, and that benefits me down the line. And is that just, like, you know, witches or people that, you know, in that realm that can manipulate that? Or is that all of us that could actually do it? If we put our minds together and f- focus on it, is that possible? I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. As a collective, you know, what's that? What's it called? There's a. This is a long episode. I'm sorry. There's a theory. It, it's like a, you know, does the physical reality come first, or does the mental, or does uh, your thoughts about that come first? Yes. Like, like does it ch- is it ch- uh, kind of like the chicken or the egg thing? So physical reality is highly manipulated by the psychic reality that our brain produces. Right. Colors aren't real, and that's hard for people to understand. It's, it's how, all one light wavelength. It's all one light. It's just how our eyes perceive, perceive and the separate light it, reflecting off that object. Yeah, yeah. 
it's very much more intense when so you So like blue and like blue is like if you when we point at the same color. Right. You call it blue, I call it blue. Does not mean that it looks identical to either of us. Right. Yeah. We both have come to the collective reality that whenever I point at this thing, we're both gonna agree that it's blue. Blue, right. But it means that to me it could look to your red and vice versa. Right. Yeah. Everyone views no the world guarantee. through their own eyes. Yeah. Because you're like, what's blue to you? Well, it's, it's just this. it's you know it's this color that looks like this this and this you're like yeah I agree because I'm seeing the same reality right but to me it could be a really different color right exactly exactly so you gotta put that into perspective when you're thinking about this stuff not just you and I in general but everybody oh yeah no it's a good thought every individual sure 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 you may not see what others see I got one more for you okay and then you I mean I don't know if you have any that you've thought up on your own we're touching most of them but it's actual this. angels. Just, just actually, actual, yeah, like, divine intervention. Divine intervention. And, you know, there's his stories throughout history of this, too. Mm-hmm. But what, you know, whether or not it, we're still defining, defining what actually an angel is, but, you know, if it's an angelic being or, you know, one of the, you know, angels spoken about in the gospel, I would say, I don't know. Is it really them? Is it something interdimensional? Is it just advanced human beings? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But... Do I believe something exists? So here's out of this whole list. Yes. I think that Russian video is a real angel. Okay. As in a biblical divine intervention. Okay. As in that he appeared. It literally looks like he appeared out of nowhere, tapped this guy on the shoulder, saved his life, yeah. and then disappeared. Yeah. Like a real manifestation on earth of like, an actual angel. Yeah. In disguise. Because there's stories that go back to the time we started writing stories. Yeah. About quote unquote these good Samaritans. Right. Yep. These unrealistic people. Mm-hmm. They have unrealistic human nature and unrealistic abilities. And not even like grandiose abilities. This this right place, right time on an uh, another level. Right, yeah. Like much more than just too much to be a coincidence mm-hmm. level. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like that. I mean, I just think it's very possible. I will never rule that out. I just think ang- angels are always nice, and you got to always be nice to everybody you meet because what is that saying? Uh, something about angels in disguise. You never know who you may be like a talking to because it could just be an angel in disguise, you know, whether it's a homeless person or someone down. Someone. What if God was one of us? Exactly. exactly. Just a slob like one of us. Now, every time you see that little old lady that's just looking at everybody on the train and just waiting for the opportunity for somebody to help her. Yeah. That's that's probably God. Probably an angel just waiting. Just seeing, testing humanity, testing you. Always be nice. The individual, yes. So go out of your way. Help out a stranger in need. A friend in need is a friend indeed. Don't forget that. I have been the great and powerful mystery. And I've been Jay. Do you remember what number? No. 47. 47. Divine number. I can only see because it's tattooed on your forehead. Oh, yeah. Forgot we do that. It's like the Frighteners. <laughs> All right, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to Crips of the Corn podcast. Please share with a friend you think would like us. It's the best way to help our show grow. Leave a comment, rate us, a five-star review. And remember, there is always extra content on Patreon slash com. And don't forget, stay magical. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? 
Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.